Hey, this is Brandon with Pickleball Effect. Today is my very first podcast episode. I'm trying something new here. This just seems like the best format to share everything that's going on in, in my corner of the world with Pickleball Effect. I'll just be sharing updates on projects, paddle reviews, uh, you know, my takes and thoughts on you know things happening within the pickleball world. Uh, and excited to get this going. Uh, the first bit of news I have is that I'm not selling paddles on my website anymore. So I'm in the middle of transitioning my website from a retail website to a, an affiliate website and just it's just solely going to be content, solely going to be reviews, just pointing to other websites and I'm no longer going to carry paddles. So if you've been following my journey, I started doing reviews back in 2019, 2020. At the time, there was just not a lot of information about paddles out there. So I decided to start doing paddle reviews and have since uh, done reviews for hundreds of paddles and it's been a lot of fun. And then a year ago, I decided to turn my review website into a retail website with the idea that I could create a unique experience when shopping for paddles that was better you know, compared to other options out there like Pickleball Central. It's because when you go to Pickleball Central, it can be very overwhelming, especially if you're a newer player. They have like over 30 plus brands, hundreds of paddles, and it's just really difficult to find the paddle that you know fits what you're looking for, especially when they all seem to have like the very same marketing of you know the perfect blend of power and control. And so I was just gonna use my experience as a reviewer and came in with the angle that I'm only gonna sell paddles I reviewed, I know are good, I'm gonna keep the brand number down. And so that, that was my idea with, uh, with the retail side of things. I did that for a year, I had some success but ultimately, it just was a big time suck, uh, just managing inventory, fulfillment, uh, and customer service. Customer service was a huge headache. Uh, I had some really interesting stories of some customers I dealt with. Uh, people are, can get very angry if their paddle is arriving a day late. Anyways, uh, just with all that time being taken away from me, I just wasn't able to dedicate uh, as much time to the stuff that I actually really enjoyed doing uh, for Pickleball Effect, like the reviews and the content. So I, I decided that I'm gonna stop doing the retail side and just go back to managing an affiliate program and just focus on content, doing the reviews. I can still focus on my same mission of helping people find the right paddle for them, but I'll just be doing it a little bit differently and I'll be pointing people to, to other websites. Uh, but it was, uh, I tried it for a year. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I uh, learned a lot about the paddle industry and just how retail websites work. I've been working for a, you know, B2B software companies for my whole career. And this was my first retail experience. And so I uh, learned a ton and, uh, but I am excited to kind of go back to my roots here. Now I'm going away from the retail side. I'm gonna have a lot more time to do more content. So I'm gonna start doing this podcast. Uh, I have some plans to start doing some more instructional videos. I'm partnering with a, a local instructor here in, in Boise, Idaho, who's gonna help me uh, make some more instructional videos going forward, along with my, my reviews. Uh, I'll still be doing, you know, paddle type information and, uh, and a few other things, but really excited about the future. I'm, I'm gonna be posting more content more frequently. I'm in the middle of transitioning my website back to just a review and content website instead of a, a retail website. I've got some uh, really cool plans. I'm actually gonna keep the storefront in there and I'm just gonna switch the, the buy now buttons that just point to, to different brands' websites. But I'm gonna keep the, the same idea that all the paddles that are within that kind of store feature of my website are gonna be the paddles that I you know recommend the most and that they will, and they'll also fit into uh, my algorithm, my paddle fitting quiz algorithm. If you haven't checked that out, go to my website and look at my my paddle fitting quiz. It takes you through, you know, five ten questions to figure out what your play style is, what your need is, and then we'll match you up to uh, a couple of paddles that are in my database. And so I'm going to keep that storefront there. It adds a little more information about how the paddles play, and will hopefully help people find the right paddle for them. But 
Uh, so I'm going to keep that there. I have a few other things in the works for the website that I'm really stoked about that I'll introduce later. Uh, but that's what's going on there. Uh, so some interesting things are about uh, this switch too. So there, there was the time piece, or there, so there was the time component, but but there was also some other things I did that made me decide that this was the better route to go. Uh, so I, I did a poll on Instagram and asked people, you know, where where do they prefer to buy paddles from? I said, you, do you prefer to buy it straight from the brand, from retailers, or from uh, you know in store or from reps? and the vast majority said they prefer buying it f directly from the brand. So that was one reason. I had the, the assumption that a lot of people were coming to my website, doing paddle research, and then buying the paddle as elsewhere and not directly from my store anyways. And so switching uh, my store to this format, just pointing to the brands is actually gonna match the buying behavior and just make it easier for people to, to buy the paddles they want and I can give them discount codes and help them out that way. And then additionally, when I looked at the, the website metrics of my visitors i actually i generate quite a few visitors to my website every month but i just had this crazy low conversion rate like people would come to my site and just would, would rarely buy on my site uh for how much traffic i was generating and so that was kind of another indicator it's like what people are coming here and, and are buying or elsewhere and when you think about it like it makes sense like if i'm buying a 200 dollars paddle this isn't just this isn't in, this is not an impulse buy like this is something you think about you do research so people were probably coming to my website doing research uh, finding a couple of paddles they like, they would think about it for a week. Uh, and then when they decided that they wanted to buy it, they would probably just think, they would probably just go to the brand's website, buy it rather than coming back to my website and, and buying it through my store. And so the uh, the behavior I think will, will match better with, with how people buy and I'll be able to kind of fit into the puzzle and just do what I do what I want to do, which is help you find the right paddle and, and just do it in a way that you know matches how people are buying paddles. So uh, very excited about the Switch. Uh, some other stuff I'm working on, uh, I'm, I've started developing some some pickleball products. So I, I created my very own edge tape. Uh, I have some here. So the story behind this is I just wasn't a fan of, of what else was out there. The majority of you know edge tape that you buy for your paddles uh, is, is short. It doesn't even cover your entire paddle if you wanted to. Uh, so that was annoying. And, a lot, and of course, every brand puts their brand on the tape. And I just wanted something that was brandless. I just wanted one long piece. And I wanted it just to fit the paddle well, and that just didn't exist. And so I, I bought a, a bunch of different tapes out there and found uh, the stuff I liked the most. So Gearbox and Selkirk had some uh, very similar edge tape that I liked the most. It was a little lighter weight, wasn't as heavy as, you know, say so like the like the Pro Light or Force stuff that's out there. So I liked those lighter weight, still durable. Uh, so I went and found that manufacturer and, uh, and had them make me some edge tape to, to the specs that I wanted. So I had them uh, you know, just create one long strand, no brand on it. Uh, so it looks really clean and fresh on your paddle and you can cut it to the size you want rather than just having one short piece. If you just want to cover the top, you can do that. If you want to cover your whole paddle, go for it. If you just want to cover the two you know, bottom corners, uh, you, know, you do whatever you want. Anyways, I, I put this on Amazon a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's doing really well. I'm very surprised uh, how many of these I've sold actually. So these, these are doing good, but I got some good feedback from people. So. Right now it's 20 millimeters th thick. So when you put this on uh, on a paddle, I actually have it here. Uh, so when you put this on a paddle, it just covers the, the top part. And a lot of people wish that it you know went over the edge a little bit. So this next batch I ordered is, is a little wider than this. So this is 20 millimeters wide. This next batch I ordered is 25 millimeters. So that's gonna go uh, around the edges or down the side of the edge guard a little bit on a 16 millimeter and will fully cover like a 13 or a 14 millimeter. 
Uh, so that's one change I made. And then I ordered a bunch of different colors. Uh, so hopefully people uh, will like it a little more in the future. Uh, people can be a little ruthless on Amazon reviews. And, but hopefully this uh, addresses a lot of those, a lot of the feedback and concerns I got originally. Uh, really surprised how well it's doing. I have some other ideas of some things I want to do uh, with lead tape. I uh, got a lot of ideas in my head, but I'm going to start introducing, you know, some products here and there that I think, you know, fit the needs of a pickleball player better than what's already out there. Uh, I, you know, obviously I spend a ton of time playing pickleball and then you just come across these little things that are super annoying, like uh, just having this edge guard tape that just didn't fit exactly what I was looking for. And so I'm going to start making some more of my own stuff and, and putting it on Amazon and see how that goes. Uh, so that's been fun. So as far as review goes, I'm currently playing with the Volair Mach 1 Forza. Forza. So this is Julian Arnold's uh, new paddle. This is their Thermoform version. So I've been playing with for playing with it for a bit. Uh, I think Chris Olsen kind of nailed the situation we're in right now with the, the paddle industry. He said uh, it was like a week or two ago that we're like we're in this copycat phase where the uh, a lot of brands introduced the Thermoform paddles. It was really exciting, and now. All the brands that don't have one, like they have to come out with one right now. And so they're they're coming out with their own thermoform paddles. They're not necessarily, you know, unique or special. They're just, you kind of have to, you know, get up to speed with, with what's popular, what people are liking. And so I, I kind of feel like that's what this is. This is a bit of a catch-up paddle. Uh, it, it, it plays really nice. I do like it. You know, it's on par with, you know, other thermoform paddles out there. But I didn't really feel like it uh, has a unique identity. But I'll keep playing with it. Uh, there are some cool things about this that I do like. Uh, when you when you buy it, it comes with like an eraser, some extra grips, and some other stuff, and so you get a little more bang for your buck when you buy it. Uh, and plus, I like that it's just it's a little different than what else is out there. I'm for some reason I just don't like playing with the gear that everyone else is using, and so I do like that it's uh, it's a nice paddle, it's a reputable brand, but it's not a paddle that like everyone has, and so. You, you're a little unique uh, and you don't feel like you're just buying what everyone else is buying. And anyways, I'm working on the, the full review, so I'll get that posted here in the next week or so. Uh, some other things that's going on in my world. So I just finished a tournament this last weekend. Uh, I'm from Boise, Idaho. I played this tournament in Kennewick, Washington. This uh, was a, an open division. When I first started playing pickleball, my goal was just to be a competitive 5-0 player. I feel like I've reached that. And my next goal is to, to start meddling in the, you know, these 5-0 and open events and just be a, a consistent contender in these. And so I'm, I'm getting close to that. So this last weekend, there were 16 teams. Uh, there was a handful of really, really solid teams. So uh, me and my partner, Billy Buckhauser, he's from, he's from Boise here. He's a solid player. I was his right side player. He was playing left. Uh, we ended up taking fifth place out of 16 teams. Uh, we got kicked out uh, kind of you know, deep into the back draw. Uh, it, it, was kind of, it was a bummer of a game because, like, yes, we lost and they beat us. Like, give them credit. But it was one of those games where you feel like, like – uh, you know, you could have won, you should have won. Uh, you just kind of beat yourselves a little bit. And so it was tough to go out that way. Uh, but there was definitely some stuff I learned from this tournament that I want to practice on and implement uh, for future tournaments. So some of my, my the key takeaways for me, uh, one is just like tournament management. So like it was, it was a super hot day. It was uh, like 95 to 100 degrees all day. And we just, we had like three or four back-to-back -back games. Didn't really get much of a break out of the heat. And I didn't bring a cooler. I just really wasn't prepared for the heat. And by the time we got to that last game where we lost, uh, I just, I didn't feel 100% focused. I didn't feel like I, I, you know, I brought my best stuff. And part of it was uh, just, you know, my, my body was hot. 
and I just didn't manage the heat well. So I think in the future, I'm gonna bring a cooler, I'm gonna have cold drinks uh, the whole time. Uh, I read up on some stuff about it and having uh, cold water consistently throughout the day helps keep the body cool. I saw some people with like some towels in their coolers that were wet. Uh, they would pull out, wipe their face off, you know, wipe their neck down in between, you know, timeouts or games just to, to keep your body cool. So things like that to, to keep the body cool. And then uh, I need like some caffeine or something. Like I just got tired. I needed, I need a little boost. And so just some, some, some supplements and some things to, to keep you going throughout the day. I think I could have performed better uh, in that last game and potentially could have kept the run going, but still happy with fifth place. Um, but the tournament before that uh, was another open event. It was a, a local one here in Boise, took fourth. Uh, me and my partner, uh, we played really well. I was really happy with that tournament. It was a bummer we didn't, uh, we didn't medal, but we made it through the round robin uh, and then just lost in the, in the playoff matches. But we beat some teams uh, that have been beating me in the last few tournaments. And so it's fun to see that progress. And hopefully I'll get to that point where uh, you know I'm a consistent contender for, for meddling in, in these events. And then the second takeaway I had uh, was in more relation to my gameplay and some, some shots I just need to develop a little more. So I have this really consistent, you know, just reliable sliced, uh, you know, forehand dink where you know, I can place it where I want, uh, but it's not really, doesn't really put any pressure on anybody. It's not really a threat. It's a, it's a little floaty and I, I can keep it shallow. So, it, you know, it's not the easiest ball to attack, but it's not putting pressure on my opponents. So I want to develop, you know, some more pressurized shots, some more pressurized dinks to, to potentially, you know, create some offense and just keep my, uh, my opponents on their toes a little better. Uh, I felt like I was kind of setting up their team a little bit. I wasn't keeping the pressure on them enough. So I'm going to work on some, some forehand rolls uh, that are going to be a little lower, you know, a little a little deeper and hopefully it'll be a tougher attack and put more pressure on them. And when, when I get, uh, when I have the opportunity to put more pressure with the dink, you know, when you get like, kind of like some of those dead dinks, you know, you, you can flick them and, you know, try to, uh, you know, attack off that or you can hit, you know, a highly, a highly pressurized dink. I just don't have that shot in my repertoire yet where I can, you know, rely on it, especially in a tournament. So that's something I'm going to start working on. And then uh, even from like a couple of feet off the, off the kitchen line, just having a roll I can hit cross court that's low in the corner, that, that's a, a little more difficult to, to handle. So that's some stuff I'm gonna drill these next couple of weeks. Uh, I have a couple more tournaments coming up. Uh, I wanna start traveling more and, and doing more tournaments. That's kind of everything I had today. I'm excited to do these podcasts more often. Uh, in the future, we'll be you know kind of jumping all over the place with different topics. I'll be bringing guests in. And anyways, looking forward uh, to doing this more. Uh, I don't. How do we sign off on these things, I guess? Uh, I guess you just say peace. See you next time. Thanks.